What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Haberman Middlecoff segment is brought to you by sleepnumber.com slash ham and simplysafe.com slash ham and DraftKings promo code ham and expressvpn.com slash ham and mybookie.ag promo code ham one. But you're not going to lose if you take the Chiefs Niners? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, honestly, when you go, who are you going to bet on? I, I, I don't know. That, this might be a game where the props feel a little more comfortable to you than the, than the I would agree. Game. I, I would 1 million percent agree. Who's Kittle to score, score the first up? touchdown. Yeah, who's going to be the Super Bowl MVP? I like the Honey Badger as my sleeper. If you like the Chiefs, you take Mahomes. If you like the Niners, it's a tough one. I mean, that's you could probably go three or four guys. If you like the Niners, it's going to be a difficult one to pick because it could be if I told you Fred Warner had 10 tackles and a pick six. You know, there usually is every other year. Like, whoa, he won the Super Bowl MVP? Remember the one year Edelman was like, God, Edelman is racking up a lot of catches. He's going to win the MVP. And then he had the game-winning catch, and he's like, he was the MVP. And you would have been like, well, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Brady's going to be the MVP. No, Edelman was the MVP. So you just, if you like the team, it's it's. I think we've come to the conclusion, right, we're hard-pressed that the Chiefs win to not take Mahomes. It just... That would yes. be very. That'd be a huge yes. upset. I, John, it, I, I'll be like you said. We've gone through it. Could it be Honey Badger, et cetera? Um, I, the game that they win without him being the MVP, I just, I, that's the game they lose. Actually, honestly, know? if you told me the Niners win, I, I would say that Jimmy was like fifty-fifty at best. Now, if he won it, it'd be big for the conversations. Maybe I don't know what you what we talk about anymore because it wouldn't be much controversy with him because he couldn't win the MVP without probably three or four touchdowns, right? Right. Because you don't just throw one touchdown, even if it's the game-winning drive and you're the MVP, probably. Unless it's a super low-scoring game. But then if it's a super low-scoring game, you would imagine there'd be some sacks. Maybe Nick Bosa had three sacks. So that's... I, I would say the non-Jimmy for the Niners would be Bosa. I could just see Warner having an incredible box score, right? Just a ton of tackles. If Sherman were to have a pick six, just given that he's Richard Sherman, and then, you know, one of the 17 running backs Kyle's used over the years. 
you know, you just you think it's going to be Mostert because he just had 350 yards. What if Je- you're saying Jeff? What are the odds on Jeff Wilson Super Bowl MVP? Is he on the trip? Uh, <laughs> if, remember the one game like three weeks into the season? Touchdowns. It was like, what is going on? I'm John, playing great in daily I, fantasy. Oh my god, I dropped Alyssa's fantasy team. I made like seven moves to get Jeff Wilson on the team. And it was too late? Absolute. No, I got him. It was an absolute disaster. He didn't touch the ball for the rest of the year. Oh, you're saying you you got him after all the touchdowns. After that, I was like, oh, I'm going to beat everybody to this guy. Yeah, Kyle had you fooled. That's right. So, yeah. Did you see Kittle's comment the other day about fantasy? No, what do you How when, when he gets a tackle on a interception, he tells Jimmy to make him feel better. Hey, thanks, man. I got a tackle. <laughs> Did he end up with more tackles than touchdowns or something this year? There was some fantasy element to the whole thing. But I don't think you get any points for tackles, do you? No, you don't. But that's the, the point. But like he was like, I got more ta- I got more tackles than than uh, than touchdowns. Than touchdowns. Is that true? Now that I think about it, it sounds crazy. Well, how many picks did Jimmy throw? Like twelve. Kittle probably made most of the tackles because there were two Kittle. Yeah, but how? How many picks did he throw? Two, three, four, five. Yeah, he only had five touchdowns. Wow. You know, he hasn't yeah. scored a touchdown in 2020. I mean, he's only played two games in 2020, but he hasn't. His last touchdown was before Christmas. Well, I mean, how many of their wide receivers? Is Kendrick Bourne the only guy to score a touchdown in the playoffs? I mean, they fucking run the ball every play. All they've done is run the ball. <laughs> Mozart just had four. The previous game. Coleman had a couple. The guy, they just they just run the ball. I, I mean, know. And, and it's become a negative talking point if you're on one of the argument shows. They should pass! Stop running! It's like, guys, it's working. I don't care! I was like, I can't do this! How do you argue? They do. Uh, any headlines? What we got? Well, did you see... The Browns named Andrew Barry, the Harvard guy. Who did yeah. you see the picture that they tweeted out on Andrew Barry? Yeah, so you don't even remember that you stole my joke. That's the most offensive part. Did you? That was your joke. I sent you the picture and said this guy's forty nine, not thirty two. When did you send that though? A while ago, right? Yeah, when it happened. No, no, no. You did it a long time ago because there was a picture surfacing. I thought right. I did it when when the report happened that he was going to be the next GM of the Browns. Like three or four days ago. Yeah. Before they initially, tw- you know, they, they officially tweeted out like this morning or yesterday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it might have got lost in the clutter, right? If I did, I didn't <laughs> no, mean I did. to it was a good, joke. It was fun. Because if you no, look at like, it, it's I the didn't first use thing it publicly, I think about. So once I don't use it publicly, it's fair game. Because all it's been... The, the the narrative on Andrew Barry has been the youngest general manager in NFL history, 32 years old. And I've met him one time, and he didn't look that old. That picture is – I said 47, no, you're right. I it's... think, on my joke. It, it's, <laughs> it looks late 40s, right? He looks oh old. Oh, my God. Yes. Maybe – I. who knows? My joke might not have been as funny as yours. But the point is, I couldn't believe he was 32. A lot of people reach, or tweeted at me and said, well, he has worked for the Browns before, so it ages you. You know? <laughs> He looks really old. He looked that picture was a terrible picture of him. If I was him, I'd ask, "Could we do a re? Could we delete that and put out a new one? Because that's a bad shot. Made him look really, really old." Did you see that Alonzo Highsmith, who actually used to play for the U, and now works for the Browns or did, 
and Elliot Wolf. Remember a couple years ago, it was like Elliot Wolf, Elliot Wolf. He's going to be a GM. He was kind of like it was like Chris Ballard, Elliot Wolf, Chris Ballard, Elliot Wolf. It's this is why coaches and me and you always hate. Like, why do you take that job? And their their agent and their fellow coaches or fellow GMs always tell you you strike when the iron is hot because you can go from Elliot Wolf dudes like turning down GM jobs to like he takes a Browns job because Gudikins gets the job. All of a sudden now, so you look, if I was an owner, I'd go, well, he was with the Packers for 15 years, and they chose Gudikins over him. Then he goes to the Browns. Dorsey, he's Dorsey's guy, who's got kind of a weird reputation now. Then he gets blown out. Like, is his career going the other way? Like, is, all, is he going to be a road scout next year? John, I'd forgotten. First of all, I'd forgotten he was there. I, that might be the one job you don't really get any credit. I, I, for getting fired. I can't even figure out the structure of their front office. What has their front office been like the last few years? What do you mean? With Dorsey? Well, I just like he, Gudikins. I mean, he was uh, not Gudikins. What's his name? Wolf was there. Highsmith was there. Yeah, I think they were just they were just Dorsey's right hand then. Okay. Because remember when they did the thing where they all watched the five quarterbacks, but no one was allowed to tell anybody. So it was like they all watched Darnold, Baker, Josh, Lamar. And it's weird to even include Rosen in this group. And then they were all going to watch him during the season, but they they closed out their ability to see other people's grades, so no one got, you know, kind of biased. And then they all got together to finally tell each other what they thought. And Elliot Wolf was like, I love Baker. And Dorsey's like, oh, my God, he's my guy too. And Alonzo's like, Baker's my guy too. And they all just fell in love, and then all of a sudden Baker was their guy. Remember that was like a famous kind of thing that happened? Definitely mm-hmm. with Elliot and that Dorsey. and Alonzo wasn't the other story. Alonzo Highsmith talked to the UCLA girls volleyball coach or something about Josh Rosen, or was that somebody else? Yeah, that was Alonzo Highsmith that talked to like Josh Rosen's ex girlfriend. No, at, his like, car- LAX. Yeah, his girlfriend, the coach was she was like on the UCLA volleyball team, so he like ran into the team. He's like, oh, why don't you ask her? She's right over there, or something like that. Did she crush him? No, I don't think the- so. Oh, she was like, gave him compliments? He's a nice I, I, guy? I, I honestly don't. I didn't think it was an ex-girlfriend. I thought it was a current girlfriend. That definitely happened. Ran into her in the hotel. That's a good part about drafts is you get all these yeah. weird stories about detective work. You know, like I ran into this guy at Applebee's that was Baker Mayfield's literally coach that told me this story that just cemented it for me. You're like, oh, are you kidding me? But that'll be like the headline of Peter King's article in the end of April, right? Like, well... The Cincinnati Bengals blew everyone away, and they took Justin Herbert. And then whoever Peter King's article would be like, well, it turns out Mike Brown didn't do any research. He just kind of liked Herbert more. That would be the article on the Bengals. Yeah, I just think the Browns are in shambles, guy. They're just – what I don't get, I I just – I can't understand for the life of me. Why doesn't Paul D. Podesta just name himself the general manager? Because he doesn't want the heat? But he gets the heat. I I know. So wouldn't you, if you were him, just name yourself the GM? Well, John, that's what Ron Wolf said. There's just no accountability with the analytic community. <laughs> you agree Even though that? that place has fired more people than anybody. They fire someone every year. <laughs> Do you think that's a fair assessment, that there's no accountability with the, with the numbers? No. Because you can't go, well, because Ron Wolf's basically saying, well, they didn't take Carson Wentz because of the numbers. Well, yeah, that might be true. But every human on the outside goes, you idiots. <laughs> Well, they didn't take Deshaun Watson because of the numbers. Well, yeah, they can say, well, our numbers, it was just we didn't know because of the numbers. Well, every human on the outside goes, well, these guys are just idiots. So they are, yeah, there's no accountability. Every single person with a 
you know, a breathing mind thinks they're the village idiots. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, to me, the problem with Ron Wolf's statement is his son was just fired, so it feels a little personal, which I get. I mean, it, it is personal. But it's like, Ron, they are the laughing stock of the league. So everyone thinks they don't get any respect. It's not like, well, it's not like they're treated like the Eagles or something. You know, they just know what they're doing. They just fire a lot of people. They're just, everyone's making fun of them constantly. And they consistently get it wrong. I, I think the bigger thing is, is Baker Mayfield in a little trouble? You see a picture on TMZ today? No. They, they tweeted, they tweeted uh, Saquon, Baker Mayfield, and one other guy with their beach bods in the Caribbean. And Saquon's just jacked, you know? Just, you can see every fiber of muscle in his body. Some other NFL player just flexing, just got that V down by, you know, on your waistline that I, guys like you and me don't even can't even comprehend what that feels that, like having that's that correct. V. Yeah. And then they show Baker Mayfield kind of off in the back. Google this guy or type in TMZ to Twitter. His body is, I mean, looks terrible, looks awful. He should not have been standing next to those guys. Do you have it up? I'm looking right now. I mean, it's not just that he's pasty white, like Baker needs a tan. It's that he looked flabby. He did not look good. You you cannot take a shirt-off picture next to Saquon Barkley if you're short and kind of chubby. be one thing if you're Eli, you know, and like got dad bod, but you're 6'7", 6'5". It's another thing when Saquon looks taller than you. Now, Saquon's like standing on something, but Baker looks. Ugh. Mm. You have the picture? Yeah. What do you think? Am I, am I overreacting? <laughs> well, as, a, as somebody who sucks in, clearly sucking in. <laughs> but you agree for a number one overall pick that's taking a lot of shit, maybe like, is the guy working that hard? It's got bad look. Yeah. Like, it looks like he doesn't even work out. Guy, he's, he's a professional athlete. He looks terrible, and he's young. That's the other thing. It'd be one thing. Well, you know, he's thirty-five. You know, if if, if Breeze took off his shirt, you'd be like, uh, I actually think Breeze would be in good shape. This he looks terrible. He looks. If if I was Elliot or not Elliot Wolf's gone, if I was Andrew Barry and these guys, I, I would get on the phone with his agent. Like, hey guys, we need. Uh, what's he doing? That that picture is embarrassing. Well, it, to me, it really it's, it's yeah, it's not. The bottom line, the what's he doing, is not a response necessarily. To, it's not don't take the picture. It's like, hey, dude, are you doing everything you can do to get yourself right? It's not like it went well this year. Yeah, I, my, my, my beef is not that he shouldn't be in the Caribbean or whatever. Saquon's in the Caribbean. Do you know what Saquon does? He works. I, I feel like, is Baker Mayfield work? Is he a fraud worker? Because he looks awful. I'm, I'm not talking about like film stuff. I'm talking about just, does he go to the gym? Does his diet awful? Like, bro, your 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 livelihood is that body, and your body looks bad. You can have a bad body to me if you're Peyton. Remember Matt Ryan used to m- remember the one, uh, yeah, the hard knocks when he was making fun of Kaepernick. Yeah, those guys are six four. Baker, you're you're five eleven. Just mix in a salad or a protein shake or whatever. You're just stop drinking beer. He looks like a beer drinker, which I, I don't even nothing wrong with being a beer drinker, but. When you're six foot and you had a terrible season, you know, you'd think, does he have much self-awareness? Doesn't really feel like it. No, I've never felt like there was a lot there. But that's part of the, you know, I do this to shut the haters up is usually kind of those things go hand in hand typically. 
Kobe did that, and he worked. Yeah, but Kobe, I didn't feel like did it to shut the haters up. He did it because he wanted to be the best. Yeah, it was you more know? the haters. Like the opponents were the haters in his mind. But the, but it Not. wasn't even like I don't even think he needed the haters. He just wanted to be the best. He wanted to be the best. That's why he did it. You look at that body. And, and, and as Shaq said, wanted to be bigger than Will Smith. That's what Shaq told him. <laughs> I want to be the best, and I want to be a bigger icon than Will Smith. You can that time, tells you when that conversation was had. Well, at that time, Will Smith was pretty big. It sounds yeah. kind of funny now, but it's if you put if you place yourself in like '96, post Fresh Prince and Bad Boys, you're like, ah, oh, that makes some sense. <laughs> that uh, do you do you look at Baker Mayfield's body and think he he dreams of being the best? I do not know. Or if I was giant hasn't been shown the way there right like we talked about it a little bit the other day I don't think it can be overstated like what Patrick Mahomes has said we forget this guy sat a year behind Alex Smith and he said like Alex I don't think his lip service when he says Alex showed me how to do it I I think that's real I agree I mean there's obviously things that Mahomes can do that Alex can't do but just in terms of how do you prepare like that's real like you listen to some of the guys that um we're talking about Kobe the other day, like I think Reggie was saying it. Like Kobe would text him all the time, just asking him questions before he came into the league, just trying to figure stuff out. Like he was always just trying to figure stuff out. If there's people that'll give you examples, right? If you're a top pick, like people are dying to your age, don't get anybody and everybody on the phone to help you out. You think if Baker wanted to be really good, he couldn't develop friendships with guys like Peyton Manning, guys like Drew Brees, guys like Tom Brady. I, I think part of one thing with an older athlete, retired or even late, late in their career, they're appreciative of the people that help them. It's like, I mean, how often do you get people ask you questions about your job? Do you reach back out? You mean like younger? Yeah, all, yeah, every time. Because you remember when you reached out and no one reached back out to you. Like when you reached out to an individual and never heard anything back, you're like, fuck that guy. And when a guy did, it really meant something to you. You don't forget it. Meant a lot. It's more, yeah. It wasn't about the people that didn't. It was about the people that did. You're right. You're right. It's, it's, that's the petty hater in me. It's not about those people. It's about the people that did. It really, it really means something to you. So when a guy is 20 years old, asks for advice, you realize they have no clue what to do. And sometimes I think like, well, I don't really know what to do. I'm 35, and I would, you know, I, there's, it's more tangible when you're an athlete, just because there's not like anything tangible in most professions. You can keep making more money. There's not, there's not like an end date. You know, an athlete, it's either win or lose. It's pretty black and white. I, I just feel like Baker is kind of lost. And, and the, the, the organization bears some blame. You know, when you have a young player, it's on you to help them out a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's now he has like to, Freddie, giving him Freddie Kitchens is not helpful. He wanted Freddie, though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't, you don't let that guy call the shots. Isn't it great when you just get a guy that just knows what they're doing? When I mean, they just do it themselves, like Mahomes. <laughs> just like he just works hard. What, what do you need? No, I'm good. What time's but left? You yeah, look, son of a pro, son of a pro, and Alex Smith was basically his mentor, and Andy Reid's his coach. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, from one Baker to another, John. Congrats to Dusty Baker, Northern California, Sacramento zone, for becoming the manager. Of the uh, Astros. You ever go to Dusty Baker baseball camp, Sacramento? Never. No, never did. Did you? I think I went with Travis Wilson when I was in like 12, when I was 12 wow, years two old. Two Travis Wilson references in one podcast. 
I sat, I sat with him. Uh, was it Marcus Wilson? I was on Marcus Wilson's Little League team. Marcus could play. Better. Marcus was well, good. Mar- Marcus was legit. He was, you know, because when you're in sixth grade, Little League is fifth and sixth graders are both in majors in Davis. But if you're a good enough fourth grader, you play in the majors. And Marcus went right to the majors and was hitting bombs. I mean, I, I, I couldn't – I was terrible. I was like our worst player. He was by far our best player, him and Jared Colehi. And uh, also old school, you know, yeah. old school uh, Davis drops. But, yeah, Dusty Baker, one-year deal. What do you think about the one-year deal? Yeah, I mean, if you take it, like he's been wanting to get back in. I know he has. Uh, so you got to take it, right? You do what have to it goes take really it? well. I think so. You want he said he wants to get back in baseball. The Houston Astros are going to give you like you're not too you're like oh no I have to take a three. It's like no I want I want to be a manager. Someone's telling me I can be a manager. You want to be a manager? A, you can be a manager for a year. Doesn't mean on like, a team on a team that's good. Maybe you can, maybe you're the manager next year again. I don't know. Team option. Yeah, but I'm just like Joe Espada, the the next guy up ends up as the bench coach. He doesn't get the job. Well, he's so, got a little blood on his hands. Right. Hell yeah. So, uh, I love it. Now, should I – is this where I say, congrats, Dusty Baker, and then tweet a photo of me and Dusty? Isn't that the way you do the internet? Will you congratulate somebody else and use it as an opportunity to tweet a photo of the two of you together? Can we touch on that for a quick second? Yes. Kobe's death is – every single person I've talked to, every single person you've talked to, every single people that are talking to each other is as crazy of a death as we've all seen in a long, long time. Probably the it's one of the top like two or three LA deaths ever. Not murders. I'm talking just unexpected random death. Yeah, I, I had somebody put it this way to me today. They they were like, I think it's for millennials like the biggest kind of cultural death they've experienced. And I said, okay. I think that's probably fair. Well put. A guy dies. I think there's two ways to look at it. You go, Kobe took a lot of freaking pictures with people, right? <laughs> took a lot of pictures. Because it felt, because who did I see say this? Draymond. I thought Draymond put it well. He's like, it's pretty nuts. Every, and he, didn't, he wasn't trying to diminish anyone. Just everywhere you looked, everyone had a picture of Kobe. He was trying to give him like a compliment. Like, this guy was mm-hmm. nice enough to take a picture with everybody. And then I started thinking, because Draymond was kind of rattled. He, clearly, they were friends. They actually would have been perfect. Don't you think they would have been perfect for each other? Kobe would have liked Draymond a lot. I mean, yeah. as, a, yep. as, a, as a teammate. Yeah. If you or me die tomorrow, do I tweet out or you tweet out a picture of me and you the next day? Because isn't the moment I do that not taken away from your death, but also inflicting myself in your death and your family's sorrow? Even though it's also my sorrow, if I, it's different. Like if Shaq, if Shaq tweets out a picture of Kobe, like, yeah, that's those two guys. That, that, to me, is different. Or Rick Fox or his teammates. Like Swaggy Rick Fox. P. Oh, my God. The Rick Fox part of this. Yeah. Yeah, that part's crazy. But anyone that played with Kobe, I'm not counting them. Or played in the NBA. Like if Draymond or Steph. I'm just talking. Let's just go media members. Because there were a lot of media members that had pictures with Kobe. And I don't blame them. Like, take a picture with Kobe. Okay, I get it. I, but I found myself today thinking a couple times, like, do I get a picture with Colin Coward? Like, no, I'm not going to ask Colin for a fucking picture. I'm just talking to him like a normal human being. If me and you were together and we're just having a normal conversation, we're going to take a picture together? Do we always have to take pictures with everyone? And then you think, like, well, if, 
could show other people just so I can brag on the internet. Like there's a picture. And then I want like, should I go ask Drew Rosenhaus for a picture? Why? Say I took a picture of Drew Rosenhaus? Or do I just let Drew Rosenhaus be and take a sneaky picture from the uh, side? You know, it was a, you took a photo of Jerome Bettis and Rod Woodson, but you were not in the photo. No, because I was talking to them both. They were giving these cool stories. And I'm like, hey, guys, can you just take a photo? I wasn't going to be in the photo. I just wanted them to take the photo. Did you see how happy they were? Like, it was just yeah. gen- it was legit joy. Like, they were family members. Why would I go in that fucking photo? Those guys, both in the Hall of Fame, arguably a top three DB ever. I don't want Jerome to know this, but I've, I didn't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But I did like Jerome Bettis, and he's a really nice guy. Let them take the photo. I felt like my mom. But I wasn't going to be in the photo. So, yeah, I mean, so, some of these people so I- posting these photos about Kobe... I go back yeah. and forth. I mean, it's such it's a powerful tough. Like, death. Like I've seen people say, like you know, don't don't shame people for grieving in their way. It's like, well, I'm not into grief shaming, but I do think some. I would say that, like, I do think it's a positive reflection of Kobe that so many people have photos with a guy that clearly got asked for a lot of photos and he took a lot of them. That was so, Draymond's point. I think that's a totally fair point, and I'm not. I I I think. Uh, I do kind of view it as a case by case. Like there are the ones I look at and I go, okay, that seems kind of self-serving. And I don't even talking about photos. I just mean injecting your, just the whole thing. And there are others that are, um, that I, that, that feel authentic. And, and it's hard because you can't tell somebody, Oh, you didn't know him. He didn't mean anything to you. Well, maybe he did mean something to somebody who didn't know him. You don't have to, that's the, that's the point I think, right. Is that he was big enough to inspire people who didn't know him. So I, I don't think there's really much value as much as I, I'm not saying we don't my, have this my, conversation because I enjoy yeah. it, but, but I do my, think that it is consistent with the way the internet works. Yes. About me and inject but, into the story. Yes. But it doesn't invalidate the no. legitimate celebrations of a person's life or the pain that people feel. Um, the one but I, there are a couple I, tweets that I won't even say because it's not fair that I was like, okay, that's. I would agree. And there were several I, NBA players. Uh, you you get carte blanche tweet pictures. If he helped you, like Kyrie had to leave. I'm not the biggest Kyrie guy, but I know they were buddies. Like that, Jason Tatum said he was really rattled. Remember, he went to like Kobe school last year, just the two of them, like working on footwork. Like you, you know him. Like that's, and he helps you out. Imagine if like, when you were 20, Marv Albert had you, or whatever, right? Joe Buck. Like, even though, like, you knew Joe Buck? Yeah, he fucking taught me a couple tricks of the trade, just me and him. You'd be like, I'm fucked up, he died. I hope not, I don't want him to die. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, a lot of NBA players were throwing around hashtag Mamba mentality pretty liberally for a league that ain't really a lot of Mamba mentality. Right I did now. notice that as well, yes. So and that, I- that would be my beef. Like, hey, guys. If you're going to throw around this mom mentality, which he legit lived by, you better be like Clay Thompson playing both ways. I don't want to hear mom mentality. Dude ain't playing no defense, you know, or load managing twice a week. Like that's, that ain't mom mentality. Did, did you see Steve Nash on the TNT thing on Thursday or Tuesday? Yeah. With he Candace. was great. Because he was like, you know, Kobe came up to me. He's like, you know, how do you learn to trust your teammates? And Steve's a smart guy. He's like... You know what I loved about Kobe is I don't even know if he was he saying to me that I had a better team than him around me and that's why I beat him. Like Kobe was just an ultimate mind game guy. He's like I think that's what he might have been saying to me, but I don't know. And that's what I loved about Kobe. He's like he just played all these mind games. 
So when Kobe asked me, how do you trust your teammates? He wasn't really asking me. He, he, he might've been really asking me, but he might've also just been telling me like, you got lucky. You had a good team. It was just fascinating. That was good. I, th- I thought Steve Nash, when it first started talking, almost felt uncomfortable. Like this shouldn't, like he didn't want to inject himself into it, but understands his place in basketball history. And they played like, he's smart enough to realize people do want to hear from him on it. Like he was kind of in a tough spot. It just, it's gotten just, it, there's been some weird spots with it, right? I've just not felt uncomfortable with just different people. Like, I just give me Shaq and Jerry West. Like, those guys drafted him, and that was his most famous teammate. Just let those guys talk. It's hard for other people to talk in just certain situations. I mean, I, I get it. The the NBA, it's it's a smaller fraternity, and all these guys know each That is the one thing. Like, NFL players, not everyone knows each other, right? If you play your whole career for the Jaguars and you know, I played four years for the Niners, we might never have met. But if we both play in the NBA for six years, we're probably going to know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a decent chance, like, don't just know each other. Oh, yeah, we used to we used to play, we used to hoop in L.A. in the offseason. And, like, you know, w- when so-and-so got traded here, he was boys with the guy. So I went to a couple dinners with him. It's just it's so closely connected. And he played in the league for 20 years. So his – I, that's where it's like I, I, I'm easy on the NBA guys. With the, I was unfazed by it. But the Mamba mentality by the younger players was like, bullshit, guys. Like, you guys, check out all defensive teams he made. You yeah, guys don't even try. It's aspirational. But to me, there's a difference between aspirational and another thing. Like, if you're not good at defense, but you try, it's like, okay, I, Kobe would respect you. But if you just don't play D, like, mm-hmm. he would think you're a clown. He thought those guys were clowns. America thinks you're clowns. We don't watch because, like, are you guys even trying? If you load manage once every other week, Kobe's respecting you? A guy that played through a million injuries? No chance. Mom mentality. What, are you playing tomorrow? No, it's my it's, – I don't do back-to-backs. Well, that's, that's, like, that's like a gardener snake mentality. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.